The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, along with Jonathan Von Tobel today, who was in for Matt, Matt Humans, who was in for Paulie Howard, who was out for the entire week, as we are uh, rolling along live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is your spot. Coming up today on the program, Nigel Seeley in 45 minutes. Uh, I think his hangover should be over by right. now after England defeated Germany, what was that, two days ago? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping the hangover is done. Uh, who knows? We'll find out if he's feeling better today and uh, who he likes this weekend in uh, the Euros as they pick up. They have a rest day, actually, mm-hmm. uh, today, yesterday and today. Uh, Doug Crossing in a couple of hours, prop bet guy, and Johnny Avello booking the Olympics and the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on Sunday at uh, DK Sportsbooks. Matt was on the air yesterday, JVT, and we had this discussion about how, and I know that you're very high on the Clippers. You were very high yes. on this team this year. But he, he pointed it out, and like of all teams in the NBA, when you expect them to play well, that's when they don't. And when you think they're down and out, that's when they come back and they surprise you and win games, right? They're the kind of ultimate buy low, sell high kind of team with the Clippers. They played a fantastic game number five mm-hmm. to push it to game six. And I thought how the Suns came out last night, I thought that's what we were going to get in game five. But then I think they realized last night, oh, crap, we can't do that ever again. We have to get to the finals like right now. We can't give them more life than what you know, we did after the Game 5 loss. And Paul had, you know, the, Chris Paul, I mean, there's so much to talk about today with right. CP3. But 
you know, in, in terms of the box box score and what he did overall for that team in the game last night, the guy was great. So it was the ultimate Chris Paul game because, at least for me, right, because the range of emotions of being somebody of the support of the Clippers monetarily and as a fan, which is, okay, Chris Paul's irritating, flopping all over the place. It's what Chris Paul does. But then it's fourth quarter lockdown time. They, they go up by 17 points. The Clippers run off 10 straight, and you're like, okay, they cut it to seven. Like, here they come. Like, this is this is what we've seen from this team. The third quarter against the Utah Jazz, right, in game, well, oh. game six. Like, what they were able to do. And then what happens? Chris Paul just does what Chris Paul does. He scores. He draws the foul on Boogie and the Tech. You know, he gets that. They leave him open. The, the play in which they left him open, where there was a miscommunication, and Pat Beverly leaves him open on the yeah. right wing for that three, which we're actually watching right now, that's what turned everything. It's a seven-point game. He hits that, and from there, Chris Paul takes over. I, it was a brilliant and irritating performance from Paul. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But you're right. Like, And I think it speaks to the variance of being a team that relies on three-point shooting. Right, you know, this is a team yeah. that was the number one three-point shooting team in the league, and as their three-point shooting goes, they go. And yesterday, thirty-two point four percent from three, not going to get it done. Tell you though, Paul shooting from downtown, he's a tricky guy to figure yep. out. He'll he'll go for zero three-pointers made for a few games in a row. Then he'll do what he did last night. Then he'll go back to his, you know not even shooting a three-pointer in any game. If you're trying to like figure out player props and what he's going to do for an overall game on a night night in and night out basis, but uh, I mean, he was awesome last night, and um, you know, it just. The Clippers, their their path to get here, it's now going to continue in the finals because it's going to be like, is it going to be Giannis or is it going to be Trey Young? Ah, hold on a second here. Both guys are now nicked up. Well, the door is wide open for Chris Paul, right? You wait this long yep. to get to the NBA finals, and it's like the basketball guys are like, here you go, bro. It's right there for the taking. Yep. We'll get into uh, what it all means now uh, to the NBA finals futures. Uh, tonight's game, Hawks-Bucks, how this number has changed, and how big of a favorite now the Suns are to win the NBA title. That's all coming up. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Bryson DeChambeau at 27 birdies and an eagle in last year's victory at the Rocket Mortgage Classic at the Detroit Golf Club. He's a plus 750 favorite this week. As the tournament tees off today in the Motor City, Patrick Reed 14 to 1, Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama 16 to 1. NHL Stanley Cup Final Game 3 Friday. Lightning up two games to none, playing $1.35 at Montreal, five over the total. NBA Eastern Conference Finals Game 5 today. Bucks laying two against the Atlanta Hawks, 215.5 the total. Giannis Adetokounmpo doubtful for the Bucks. Trey Young, Clint Capella questionable for the Hawks. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money. With your hosts, Mitch Boss and Polly Howard. Go check out the new feature on vcin.com every day. We are posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written. And if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we have all of the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Dot com. Mitch and JVT here on a Thursday. And, uh, 
you know, now after the Suns made the NBA Finals, I guess part of you needs to feel good for Chris Paul to get here. Yeah. The other part's like the, the flopping and the tee on uh, Boogie Cousins last night, I thought was absolutely absurd. And it's always yeah. like, when something like this happens, part of you has to think, man, we are betting money on this game, right? We have action on games like this where the NBA officials have to get calls like this right, and they go to, to the replay, and, and to me, it was if anybody should have got a technical, it should have been Chris Paul. Right. Well, it, and it's the same thing, right? It's, it's not only that. Go back to game five, where he dives on the play with Patrick Beverly, who yeah. fights through the screen, right? And he goes oh, yeah. up, and, and Beverly, you know, because Beverly goes low under screens, right, to try to fight through him. And so he flops like that. And you're watching the replay, and you're like, come on. Like, if anything, this is an offensive foul on Chris Paul, and yet here we go, and it goes the other way. But you're absolutely right. And the, to me, it's... When the camera shows Chris Paul clearly laughing and smiling at the fact that he uh, yeah. drew that and got that, and you're you're going back on camera and you're watching this happen, I think Jeff Van Gundy got it right. Double tech, wash it away, and then get out of there. Yeah, right? Yes, you know, yes. you you should not, you should not at all in any way. Ben, the the sun should not benefit at all from something like that, and yet they did. No, no. I mean the, the photos, like I know Bleacher Report, I sent sent out a tweet, right. like the close ups, right. You're exactly right. Chris Paul is on the ground, and by, this is like a bang-bang play, and as he's on the ground, within a second or two, he's got this huge smile on his face, and, and look at the, the, there's that's a typical DeMarcus Cousins reaction, right? right? right. But look at CP3. Of course he's acting here. He knows what he did. He knows exactly what he did. So, like, it's the brilliance to a certain extent, but it, he, he does this a lot, and, like, you find yourself getting somewhat irritated because I, I thought it was – Embarrassing is strong, but watching what was happening in Game 5, right? Like, the way that the Clippers won that game in Phoenix and watching Paul, like, consistently, like, possession after possession, trying to get a foul call, right. flopping all over the place, trying to get something done. Like, it, it was irritating to a certain extent, but then he goes and has the fourth quarter that he does in terms of scoring and closing yeah. things out and hitting every shot. It's like, I, like you, I want to get extremely irritated and come in here and be like, this guy's a clown. But then you watch, you watch that, you watch the post-game reaction from him, how long he has worked to actually get to this point. And I guess it's kind of a wash, but it is irritating to see that. It's probably all the acting chops now from the State Farm commercials. He's right? pretty good. He, he plays the Cliff Paul role very well. He does really well, sure. So, But I will say to the Suns' credit and Paul last night, at yes. least they have that guy that can go out there and be like, have that killer mentality, right? Like we're not going to, this series is not going to extend another game. We're going to go, come in tonight, we're going to take care of business, I'm going to have an awesome game and shut it down. The Bucks don't have that. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Bucks, the way they came out in game four, they've done that so many times. Like who's that killer on the Milwaukee Bucks? Middleton had an awesome fourth quarter in game three, but it's, it's too inconsistent to be able to rely on that. So that's why we're seeing right now, and the, the, the Suns obviously are, the first team to make the NBA Finals at DraftKings, they're minus 210 now to win the NBA title. Bucks are plus 310. Hawks are plus 550. Yep. And I, I completely agree with that because I wrote about this in the, the recap of the game notes yesterday, which was if you're going to go play the game of, well, you know, if Atlanta makes it in the NBA Finals, Giannis, they were up by 10 when Giannis went down Atlanta without Trey Young. To your point about not having a killer, in that situation – Right where you're sitting there and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, why are the Bucks trailing despite the fact that they're pretty much a full strength of Dante DiVincenzo against a team without Trey Young? And you talk about the killer mentality. It's not only being up without Giannis or excuse me without Trey Young. They immediately went on a 12 to two run the second that Giannis went down. Mm -hmm. Like they just put the foot on the throat and we're like, no, let's go. We're gonna win this game. Yep. Like I completely agree with you. And it speaks to Giannis's game, right? Not a creator on the perimeter, all of those sort of things. 
But like, it, there's question marks about this team statistically without Giannis Antetokounmpo. But there's also question marks about like who just takes the mantle. Was it Pat Connaughton who's going to do it? Like, I, I agree with that. It was so weird to watch that performance before Giannis went down, and what happened after was really, really stark in terms of the contract. Sure, and that you know how a team is going to react when the star player goes down. It can go one of two ways. Right. What happened to the Bucks? Or somebody's like, okay, man, now I'm going to step up. We have to, you know, come together as a team here. And for, you know, what was it, probably 18 minutes of basketball action whenever Giannis went down? Mm -hmm. Okay, they went the other way. And they just went and hid, and the Hawks ran away with the entire game. But that was, now how do the Bucks react now that they, well, I mean, how are they approaching this game with the Giannis news? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Where are you at with that, by the way? Uh, and how this number has actually changed for tonight. Yesterday, when we were on the air... The Bucks were laying four and a half. The total was 220. Now the Bucks are no, no surprise to anybody. I don't think, right? The Bucks are down to two, and the Hawks are two, uh, the total's 216. Yeah, and look, so if you're if you're Milwaukee, if Giannis isn't playing, they're in very they're in very real danger. I think of losing this because even from a statistical standpoint, if you look at some of the numbers when he's on the court, off the court, simply put, they turn into a jump shooting team. Right, they have no presence within four feet of the basket. They're all relying on mid-range jumpers, three-point shooting. They had they defensively, they completely fall off. And so I, I would agree with this. Like, look. Watching what happened to his knee and seeing, reading the reports of just, you know, look, no structural damage is fine. You're not coming back 100% from that. And you're not no. rushing back from something like that. I would assume that he is not going to play here today. And that's pretty dangerous for this Bucks team, given how much the fall off is here. Because now all of a sudden you're relying on, all right, man, like we got to start hitting our jump shots here. Because we have no guy who's going to attack north-south, consistently get to the basket, consistently draw free throws. And that's such a big part of what they do when they're successful. Mm -hmm. So... How many points do you think he's worth to the number? So, I think Giannis is worth quite a bit. Like, if you look at the start... He's, like, at, he's at the very top of the list in terms of individual players in the entire league. Correct. That, and given, yeah. given the, the structure around him, right? And, like, what everything falls off in terms of some of the numbers. Correct. So, I would say he's worth... I mean, I get. I mean, we're, we're getting told he's worth at least six, six and a half points, and I would agree with that. Maybe even seven, yeah. just given some of the number. I mean, look. I mean, I think we have the numbers too. Like, look at some of the defensive numbers for him, right? The defensive rating with him on the floor, one hundred nine point one. Mitch, one sixteen point seven with crazy. him off the court. They outscore opponents by nine point four points every one hundred possessions with him on the court. They get outscored by over a half point. And, and if you're thinking, well, half point, look at the difference though, right? Yeah. How dominant you are, and you go from there. You know, the the frequency of attempts at the rim, thirty four, essentially. 35% of your attempts at the rim with Giannis on the floor. You shoot 72%. When he's off the floor, that's what I mean by a jump shooting team, less than 30%, and you shoot less than 60% yep. within four feet of the hoop. That's a guy that's worth seven-ish points to a point spread, given all the differences. Yep. So it's when you look at this team overall, and again, I've been saying that they have to be the... This goes back before the Giannis injury, right? I was mm -hmm. saying the Bucks, when they were favored to win the NBA title, have to be... And I don't know how you would, if this would be opinion, if you can go back and look at overall numbers, power ratings, whatever. But the Bucks would have to be the worst, fav, quote, favorite that I've seen in any major sport in a long, long time. Just because even when Giannis is there, who do you trust night in and night out? Right. Like, I, I want to like Middleton more than I do. Um, he has flashes of brilliance, right? That fourth quarter again in game three, he was, he hit every single shot that he took. I think he finished 15 of 26, right? But look at the series and look at the playoffs Drew Holiday's having. When Drew Holiday played in New Orleans with the Pelicans, his early time in the NBA, I loved Drew Holiday's yep. game. I thought he was a fantastic two-way player. And when they made the trade for him, I finally told myself, okay, now they have that true number two guy behind Giannis because I think he's better than Middleton. But he has been way too inconsistent 
in the playoffs night in and night out. So I don't know if if Holiday's going to go for 27 tonight or is he going to shoot 2 of 14 from the field? I don't know which guy you're going to get. And I think it speaks to their games, right? Like We have this conversation all the time about like analytics, right? And everybody thinks analytics is three-point shooting, all these things, but it's not, right? The, The most... The, the highest valued shot is within four feet of the basket, right? It's the easiest shot to make for the most part. But just think about the games of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. They're not north-south guys. They're not guys that attack off of the balance, and it leads to this high variance for their games, which is why we get this fickle nature. It's why we, you, you, know, you brought up Paul George, right? Some of the best, Think back on the best Paul George games that we saw in this postseason. The 40-point game we just saw. He was literally attacking off of the bounce. Yes. He was getting within four feet of the basket. He's finishing. He's making tough shots. And, and, and I think that's what you speak to when you look at this Bucks team. Who is doing that now that Giannis is off the court? Who is consistently attacking the basket? Bobby Portis, right? Like, and even then, like, like that's not a consistent off-the-bounce attack, and it leads to what we see with this team. So I would agree with you. Like, you could come out, and you can get Chris Middleton hitting a whole bunch of jumpers, and he goes off for 35 points, and they could win this game. But it's just the game itself, and it's going to be a whole lot of jump shots and not a lot of attacking and drawing free throws, and that leads to the fickle nature of this Buck squad. So pretty much this entire series, I've been calling for more minutes for Bobby Portis, right? Yeah. Because there is, if you watch the games too, there is room for him to operate down low. He has a nice game, by the way. He can shoot. He can make three-pointers, right? So he can help spread the floor as well. But also, like Giannis being on the court with him, that will help open things up down low a little bit more. So it's going to be, he's not going to get double teamed. And he's got some good moves on the low block. Um, Without Giannis, what does that do to his game, though? Does he step up individually and make it a 20-point night tonight? Uh, And somebody like Connaughton, will he give you anything? Right. And this is where they do. I mean, it's it's Dante DiVincenzo. I know people might scoff at that. I personally like DiVincenzo, and that's that's. I mean, going into the playoffs, that was a big hit to their depth. Yep. And now, when you add another player, that's going to be oh, who knows? Again, in out. What's his status? I know this doesn't look like he's going to be anywhere close to one hundred percent. And then that's another you know kind of negative or a demerit against the Bucks overall. So. I don't know. I, I, I like the Hawks, even without Trey Young, if he can't go tonight, which, I, by the way, I do think he's going to play, right? If he was b- a borderline game-time decision two nights ago, yeah. when they announced it probably an hour before tip-off, that tells me that Trey Young's probably going to go tonight. Yeah, I would agree with that, right? It, just reading between the lines, because all, all indications were that he was probably going to play. And yeah. that, that's why it was such a shock that you know, what, when an hour before the game, like, oh, wait, no, he's not out. So, it, so I would agree with that. And I agree with that sentiment, too, with or without Trey Young. If I know that Giannis is not playing... I, I like Atlanta here, just given the fact that this team defensively falls off, given what their offense is going to look like. And you know, and you saw it, too, by the way, too. It's it's also rim protection that falls off a little bit without Giannis. L- Lou Williams was really good, but a lot of Lou Williams is getting in the paint, throwing up lobs to Clint Capella. Yep. That 12-2 run started off with a lob to Clint Capella. The injury to Giannis, right, was yep. on a lob to Clint Capella. Like, there were so many things that they did well within four feet of the uh, basket without Giannis. I, I would agree with that. Like, if we're not going to get Giannis, and I will be really curious – what the market does if he's officially ruled out. Because we do see sometimes the market waits for the official news yeah. and then adjusts still from that. I would think that this is the low point for the number for Milwaukee. You know, they still should be favored. Atlanta should not be favored on the road without Giannis. Uh, but still, I'm really curious to see if the market reacts to the news that he's officially not going to play if that's in case. I said yesterday, I think the public will look at it like the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and say, with no Giannis, I don't even need the points. Give me the money line. Yeah. You know, I think every person was going to be betting. And that four and a half, by the way, when Books posted that number, I'm like, okay, you're kind of taking a stand right now, thinking that Giannis actually might play four and a half. Doesn't play? It's too high of a number. Yeah. I mean, it is. I'm sorry. It really is. Their power rating has to get dinged a little bit um, without that guy in the court. And just, again, what he means overall to the Bucs team, offensively and defensively, he means more to the Bucs team overall from top to bottom than Trey Young means to the Hawks. 
And that's people look at that and say, Mitch, you're really ripping on Trey Young here. I'm not doing that whatsoever. He's a total liability on defense. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to hide the guy on defense. You got to hide him on PJ Tucker in the corner. Yes, you do. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. what you stuff him in the corner, <laughs> say, bye bye. We'll talk to you on the offensive side of the court with Giannis. It's, he's all over the court. Yep. And he, sh- so don't laugh at this. I think you will, though. Should we, and I don't like the guy, but should we maybe give Coach Budenholzer a little bit of credit? He was the coach of the year a little, uh, you know, a couple years ago. When he has 48 hours to come up with a new game game plan, if it's going to be without Giannis, to say, yeah, I, I think that Bud can actually come up with something here that might work. I mean, it's possible. I, you never rule it out. Like he's he's a good NBA coach. You're right. He has the track record of, of leading the teams to great records in the regular season. Yes, right. I, I just wonder, like, you know, I'm really curious. To me, it's if there is a consistent threat within four feet of the hoop. If they're attacking off of the bounce, if that if you see that, then that's a really good adjustment from him. But if it's this team that's just settling for mid-range jumpers and like getting a single screen and pulling up for mid all that kind of stuff that you usually tend to see without Giannis on the floor, then you know you got a problem. But yeah, I, look, I'm not going to sell out completely. But you know me, like I just I'm so driven with all these numbers. When you look at this, like there, it's a problem for Milwaukee if that no team, doubt. from a statistical standpoint, is going to be on the floor tonight. Yep. Updated Stanley Cup final numbers here after uh, Tampa Bay took down Game Two last night. Here at Circa, they are minus fifteen ten to win the cup. Montreal now plus 950, and that was two things here. On that goal to end the second period, oh, man. in the last 15 seconds, I just I told myself, I actually said it out loud, don't screw this up, get out of here tied at one, you can you have a great chance to win this thing in the third period, and somehow, some way, I mean, tip of the cap to, to the Lightning and uh, for scoring that goal, that's like an all-time great goal, it's that good, and that like the skill level there was amazing. You can't allow that goal to happen, though. No. Just an absolutely back-breaking goal allowed by the Canadians. Yep. Uh, and especially after right what happened to the first period where they were really strong in the Lightning. Like, they were flying around everywhere, dominating shot share. It looked like they were going to run away with it. Yeah. To, to let that happen, that was absolutely brutal given the way that they had turned things around Montreal, and it looked like they had a really good chance at taking that. I mean, other than Vasilevsky, who was yep. awesome last night, I mean, from the other... You know, the skilled guys, the skaters, I thought Montreal was a better team. Mm-hmm. That was through two periods. And, like, you absolutely can win this game and steal a game here in Tampa and go back tight at one apiece and have a, you know, a, a decent chance or, you know, to win this thing. And instead, that happened, and they could never score another goal. And, I mean, that's right now, uh, you can find this at DraftKings. Tampa Bay to win in a sweep is plus 170. Tampa Bay to win four games to one is two to one. Can you see the Canadians taking two, three games in this series? I mean, with the, with the play and goal, it's really hard to do so, right? Given what the Tampa Bay Lightning have had, but like, the guy's awesome. We, when we talk about the second period, like he had seventy four percent of the shot share. Like they were everywhere, Montreal. Yeah, I know. In that second period, so like you bottle that up and you you push that forward, you totally can. But watching Tampa Bay, like the way they skate around the ice, the way that they can control the puck in the offensive zone, like it, they are a different beast. Sometimes, man, it's incredible to watch them. Play. Yep, they really are. Yep, I mean, price can be. And he usually is, and he has been for the playoffs, absolutely sensational. Yep. But that record, too, when the Canadians score two goals in a game, yep. they've not lost. When they don't get the two goals, forget about it. That's all you need. Just <laughs> you give just them two goals, two. and in theory, you're going to be okay. But it just, you, you, I'm not going to call, call it domination last night, but you were the better team on the ice. Yes. And then to allow that goal to happen. Ouch, babe. Uh, up next, player props for tonight. Who steps up for the Bucks? They need to score somehow. Who will it be? We'll discuss that coming up.
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. NBA playoffs, obviously, here. They're a lot of fun. They're underway. Our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the uh, NHL action. And today, our very own senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, has all the uh, hoops insights, does it on every show here, and he's hosting this program for three hours. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most out of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com. In our daily members-only best bet emails, now is the time to cash in the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. We will get into our player props here in a second. I want to go back. This is, again, before the Giannis injury, mm-hmm. when the Westgate posted an NBA Finals price. Uh, they put the Bucks up minus 150 and the Suns plus 130. To me... I wasn't going to bet it then because I wanted to see it shake up. But if that was going to be the opening number when these two teams played, if they met, no doubt I was going to be on the Suns. No doubt taking the Suns plus 130. Okay. Would you be on the same side or would you look at it like the Bucks hmm, minus 150? That's a little bit short. Yeah. My first initial thought was Bucks were a little short. Right, I thought it was going to be a little closer, like two dollars, and, and the, mainly was like the Suns. I think their power rating had improved quite a bit throughout the postseason and through the regular season too. But I was hesitant to improve the power rating. And this isn't a slide against Phoenix, please. But like, given the route that they had taken, 
there was no real reason to improve the power rating, right? You know, you take out the Lakers without Anthony Davis, you take out the shorthanded Nuggets, uh, and but then you win this really good series with a really good performance in Game Six against the Clippers. So I just thought that I I was expecting more like a buck seventy five to two dollars on Milwaukee as opposed to the plus one fifty on the Phoenix Suns. But also I would say take that with a grain of salt. As a couple of people know, you know, coming into the season, I wasn't as high on the Phoenix Suns. I think in our NBA guide, I picked them as like the seventh seed. Right throughout the year, I was confused as to how good they were, and here they are. They're in the NBA Finals. Right, but I. I do think like I was expecting closer to two dollars from Milwaukee, but I can understand wanting to play the Phoenix Suns given the inconsistencies of Milwaukee up to this point. The Suns, this is from uh, sportsoddshistory.com. Suns were twenty-two to one in the preseason yeah. at BetMGM. Do you recall that, or you did you see? Yeah, than well, that? I think you could. I think they were probably a little bit higher, given at what point of the preseason, right? Yeah, Even sure. when they got Chris Paul, like I said, I wasn't the only one who thought like that. Yeah, cute story, seven seed, maybe you get to the postseason yeah. and get whacked. So I think you could have gotten much better if you shopped around in the preseason. Uh, preseason odds at BetMGM to win the NBA title forty to one, highest of any Western Conference champion since eighty four eighty five. The previous high was Portland in nineteen eighty nine ninety at thirty five to one. The year that Golden State won the first title mm-hmm. in 2015, uh, they were 30 to one. Yeah, preseason. I remember, remember that. Um, but again, great story last year in the bubble. Added Chris Paul. Didn't see this coming though. No, and well, and I think because you know I like basketball, like hardcore basketball, and all the things that come with it. Money Williams deserves so much credit for what he has done with this team. And from a game plan perspective yesterday, uh, what was brilliant too and what really opened the game up for him. Okay, Boogie Cousins, you've been beating the crap out of Dario Sarge. Let's throw you some pick and pops and let's yeah. see what happens when we get Sarge out on top of the key. And what happened, he's just draining three-point shots. Sure. Boogie's, like, I think Monty Williams was absolutely brilliant throughout the postseason and in this series too. He's great. He's been really, really good. Yeah, the entire year. Okay, My coach so of the year. Let's, uh, come on, come on. That was Thibodeau. <laughs> Thank God we catch that one. Okay, let's, we're going in fresh here because, I mean, not a lot of books are offering like player props as of right yep. now. Is Giannis going to play? Is Trey Young going to play? Who knows? But these are uh, at points bet, honestly. and We're reading them the first time that you're looking at them as well. So Bogdanovich is 15.5. Collins, same number. Herter is 13.5. And, and Capella is at 10.5. On the flip side, Middleton's got to get to 28 to beat you. He's 27.5. Holiday's 23.5. Lopez, 13.5. And, and Tucker is 5.5. Uh, any, any numbers stick out there to you guys that you think? Let's look at the Bucks first. So I, th- I mean, honestly, under Middleton, twenty-seven and a half is really high. I would. That's exactly what I would think. Yep. It, it's an, and any look because shot attempts don't exactly equal right production. So he's going to get more shot attempts. But does does that equate to going over a point total like that? Because remember, the shot attempts also go up for a lot of other people. Of course. Right? So like, it's not just Chris Middleton who's going to benefit from this. So twenty-seven and a half under was the first one that stuck out to me from the Milwaukee side for sure. Who plays well tonight for the Hawks? I mean, if so, if we're not getting Giannis, let's go back to what we talked about. Right? No presence within four feet. Clint Capella, he had 15 points last game. Yeah. And it's not like you expect like a 20-point performance out of him. But if you're getting like 15 and 15 out of a Clint Capella right in a game like that with no Giannis up front, I mean, that's going to be something to watch. I can't even imagine what his number to get a double-double is tonight. Capella? Right. Let's I mean, he's, he's going to clean, clean the glass the entire time. Yep. If there's no Giannis, he will dominate. I mean, if you can find alternate player props on rebounds tonight for Capella, if Giannis doesn't go, that might be something to look at because he can get – he can have 20 in a, in a uh, given game. Yep. Capella, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, look at that, though. They, they do have players that can beat you. I mean, there's no Gallinari, uh, Gallinari on the list, right? Right. Gallinari, I mean, Bugga Magdanovich, I know. That's kind of high, but he is, he can perform. He, we know how well he does in championship situations, especially overseas, but 20 points last game. Yeah, right. He was really good. Did Otani's MVP campaign take a hit last night? 
And uh, today's card, including Jacob deGrom making another start. We'll discuss that coming up next. Days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Got to be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. He really had a chance to cement his status, right, right for the MVP last night in the, in the Bronx, right? Uh, Yankee Stadium. He's been crushing baseballs all week. He was making the start against uh, this Yankees team and the offense that was suddenly hitting the ball the last couple of days. Uh, then Otani goes out on the mound. He goes two-thirds of an inning, two hits. The walks showed up again last night, JVT. Yeah. He had four walks, seven earned runs, 1K, 41 pitches, got yanked. Funny thing is they came back to win the stupid game, 11-8. Right. After, I don't know, how long was the rain delay? Uh, there was two, right? Yeah. There was a smaller one and there was a longer one, and they finished it, I think it was 1 o'clock in the morning, New York time, by the time they ended Jeez. up like uh, walking off the field and was all over with. But it, Otani was, you're right, like the, the command wasn't there, and this isn't all about like uh, officiating at all, but it was an insanely tight strike zone that he was getting yesterday. You know, there, was a, there was an at-bat to Gardner, which he walked him on, uh, I think, uh, four pitches, right? And two of those, I was showing you some of the strike zone calls. Yes. Two of them are dead in the zone that he can't even get a strike call, to the point where he was actually like getting pretty animated talking to the umpire, like, okay, is that inside? Like, what are we doing here? Right? So... Otani was not great, but you're talking about the difference of potentially getting out of the first inning 3-2, 4-2, right? Somewhere in that range, as opposed to getting pulled, getting only two outs and 7-2. to Sure. And that being a really big difference. So is that going to be the hot take stuff today then? Otani can't possibly win the MVP. Had a bad start mm -hmm. last night. This team, I still see this every single day. Yeah. How can you give the MVP to a guy that's on a team that's 38-41? and 41? Which my response is always, what would they be without him? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Exactly right. <laughs> like, especially sure. with Trout being hurt. But look, I mean, so his maybe the Cy Young thing is out of the question, right? I mean, his ERA I, is an abysmal three sixty after one start. Yeah, so terrible. I, I was never. I know that was kind of maybe picking up some steam this week. Right. I couldn't get there with it. But if you're talking about most valuable, again, yeah. a team, a guy who leads his team in ERA as a starting pitcher, and at the top of the league in home runs. Like, sorry, like, he's still one of the most valuable players in the Major League Baseball. He's putting together, I mean, last night was a bad start for him. Correct. That included, he's still putting together one of the best seasons, if not the, like, seriously, at mm -hmm. this point in my life, of our lifetime, it's one of the best indiv individual seasons to this point we've ever seen. Right. Uh, and mine's much shorter than yours, you know? So, like, this is... Much, like, much uh, shorter, yeah, uh, yeah. No, and, like, look, it's it's two more, two starts if he goes, like, five innings each and gives up, like, a total of three runs. We're right back to him being... It, incredible in terms of the ERA and statistically. So no, like if your if your take is told you, like it's come on, it's silly, silly. Also, watch the game and have some nuances to what happened in the first inning too. Right, and, and oh by the way, like you can't just ignore what the voters did for Mike Trout 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, not that long ago. He's played on basically what a seventy, what was it, a seventy-three win team? Yeah, they won. I think that year, they, the the year he won MVP, they won seventy-nine games. Something yeah, like they that? were in yeah. the seventies. Yes, yeah, they were in the seventies for sure. Okay, so below five hundred, and they gave it to Mike Trout, and Mike Trout is like either number one or number two as long as he plays mm-hmm. every single year. Voters love him. Why would you not? He's the you know he was the best player in baseball until he's been like surpassed now on his own team somehow, which is incredible. Right. But if they're below five hundred again, it's not going to matter. It's not. It's not. It's something you have to get out of your heads. Voters will not. They they finally got it right a couple of years ago. It's actually now more than that. But when they gave King Felix the Cy Young, yep. they just threw out the win loss record. It's meaningless. We don't have to have a guy win twenty two games. You know, it doesn't have to be twenty two and two or whatever it is. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. And they got it right back then. They got the Trout stuff right. And if Otani stays healthy and he continues this, they'll get it right again by giving him the award. I know it might suck if you have. You know, Vlad to to win the MVP and not Otani, and Vlad could win the Triple Crown potentially and not win the MVP, but they'll still get it right. Yep. Well, and we we've talked about this before, you and I, and I think this is a, a good topic to have in terms of discussions as well. But uh, let's not pretend like in the the Blue Jays have have been ripping off wins; they've been incredible lately. They're only four games above five hundred. Sure. Right. When this was a really good when this topic was happening right a week ago when I was with you, they're floating around five hundred just like the Angels were. So we'll see if they can make a push here and make it to the postseason. But regardless, I think we, like as a whole, as a society, have come around to something more like this, right? Steph Curry got five first-place votes on his team this year. Sure. If you are the most valuable player to your team, regardless of like record, then you are the most valuable player to your team. If you're having one of the best yes. seasons yes. in your individual sport, then you're having one of the best seasons in your sport. It does not. Nowhere does it ever say best player on the best team. Right. As it should not. Right? Correct. And I'm seeing right now Otani at points bet is minus 130 today to win the MVP. I think, did Wesky get to as high as minus 300? I think they were minus $5, I believe. Really? Yeah. And for a while, William Hill was posting minus 240 on him. I mean, look, so now you're getting into the territory where we're talking about like minus 500, somewhere in that range. That's pretty high on Otani. So maybe there's some value looking in the other direction. Other guys, yeah. Right. Yeah. But if we're talking, but if, you're, if your case is, if, if that's your case, totally agree and we'll listen to it. But if your case is, no, no shot, he's on a losing team, then you're out. Um. No. Again, it's not going to – I tell people all this time. Right. uh, All the time. It doesn't – you need to throw out your opinion on something like that. Because I I still – like last night, people were coming back and saying, Mitch, I apologize, Otani can win the MVP. This is before the start. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding, he can. Did they come back? No, I told you. You have to eliminate your personal opinion from this and trust what – you know, get into what the voters will potentially do when they actually fill out their ballot, Right. Right. That's what you have. you have to read the room on this kind of stuff. Take away the record. If I told you a guy leads his team in ERA as a pitcher and is an elite lead for home runs, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. The guy's pretty valuable. The guy's pretty valuable, yeah. Uh, DeGrom goes today. So his K prop is up right now. It looks like uh, that's eight and a half is uh, the number that I'm seeing right now. And he's a buck 65 on the road. Anderson's been pretty solid. Yeah, he has. Three out of his last four starts. And uh, the Braves scored. I mean, save some of those runs for today, wouldn't you? Against uh, Degrom, but he goes and he's laying a dollar sixty-five in this matchup today. You don't see Jacob Degrom laying a buck sixty-five very often. No. Well, and I wonder if I think I would think that part of that is what he hasn't like the pitch count has been extremely low for oh, him. Oh yes, but he yeah. hasn't gone over eighty-five. Actually, he hasn't gone over eighty-eight pitches since that start against the uh, the Nationals back in April, right? And that was a hundred pitches. So even all the, I think that's why you see a relatively cheap price, but I think that's what gives you some trepidation in terms of some of these K props, right? Like, he can do it, but you know you're getting a limited sample size in terms of some of these pitches at this mm-hmm. point. That's tough, man. 
But he's perfectly capable. We saw it when they, in the game that he got injured, right? How quickly he can mow these guys down. I mean, that's the thing. You know, even if he goes 70 pitches, he can still strike out 10 guys because mm-hmm. he's so efficient with the, the volume that he throws up there. But I, I'm staying away still from the Grom games. Yeah. Big series now, too, by the way. National only two games back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the number on the Mets to win that division has been absurd. Yep. Minus 450. Yeah. Nigel Seeley on the show coming up next. Has he recovered from England's 2-0 win over Germany? And who does he like this weekend as soccer will pick it back up? The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes every week. Don't wait. Sign up now. And new customers get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, the number is 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, that number is one 800 with it Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website, which is DraftKings.com, for details. He's alive! I don't know how well he is, but uh, Nigel Seeley joins the program now. We'll talk a little football here. Good morning. You look, you're looking pretty fresh, mate. How are you? 
<laughs> I've lost my voice, Mitch, a little bit. I've, I've got a bit of a croaky voice. I sound a bit like Rod Stewart this morning. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Yesterday, good job you never had me on yesterday. I think it was it would it would have been a wise decision to swerve that. You know what? But, uh, you know what's funny about that? Sorry, we had so many viewers of the show asking us. They're like, you have to put. It's like an emergency session with Nigel. We have to have him on the show yesterday. I was like. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I feel guilty putting in the request because after your day on Tuesday, I'm like, you know what? He's better off just sleeping yeah. it off. Well, one thing I did, I, I messaged Bill um, and said to Bill, um, I'm going to be at the game. Do you, want me, do you want to come to me after the match? And uh, he, he, he he very wisely decided it wasn't a good idea because <laughs> I, dread, I dread to think what that would have been like if he'd come to me after the match. But it was uh, it was an amazing day. I mean, like, you know, Sport, you know, sports in all our lives, and you know, for, for someone like me, bet and following England, I mean, I follow, I'm very lucky to follow them around the world, all around Europe, watching them play, and to, to have a big win like that, um, and the atmosphere was without question. I mean, I've been very lucky to be the heavyweight boxing fights, I mm. think, to to ride the cups, but I think the atmosphere there was absolutely phenomenal, and it's just, um, you know, we've still got a bit of work to do, we've got two more games to win, but, um, now I've got some serious things to worry about because the two teams that I've bet on the tournament are Denmark, who could play England in the semi-finals, and and I've bet I've bet Spain, and they could be our finalists. So um, uh, another difficult decision for me, really. Yeah, no kidding. Well, let, let's look at their next match. Then they're going to play on Saturday. They're getting the Ukraine here uh, stateside. I'm looking <clears throat> uh, England in the three-way. They're minus two forty. The, two and a, uh, the total is two and a half under, juice to minus 125 here. How are you looking at this match? I think it's a perfect uh, team for England to play. I think the Ukraine have been very, very lucky. Haven't, they haven't played exceptionally well. I thought they did what they were telling the first game against Holland. When they, you know, they lost, but that was really their best performance. But after that, I, didn't think that, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as England. Um, my only worry is that the game is in Rome. Uh, and obviously, I think if it, if it was at Wembley, I think it was a, it's a goal advantage for England against anybody with that atmosphere. And I think for the players to have such a big, big game against a team like Germany, you're, you know, your main nemesis, and to beat them in the in the way they did with the atmosphere they did, I think they'd be on a bit of a come down when they go to Rome. Knowing no English fans are allowed to travel over there because of COVID, so um, it's going to be very different for them. And I think that's where the manager's going to come in and the players. Are, but I think they're they're a young set of players and I think they will overcome this game but I don't think it's going to be another classic I don't think it's going to be quite low scoring um, I think if you're looking for an angle to get with, with, with England I think obviously minus 250 is extremely low mm-hmm. and this is tournament football we've seen already with you know France being beaten by Switzerland Spain not winning in 90 minutes uh, Italy not winning in 90 minutes anything can happen and I think I don't think it's very clever to take teams at minus 250 and minus three dollars in tournament soccer, I think it's, you know, because other teams come in with one objection, one objective, and their objective for Ukraine will be to frustrate and try to get a, into extra time and penalties, and you'll be, be graded as a loser. So, um, but I do think England have the quality off the bench. I mean, Jack Grealish can come off the bench. Um, Marcus Rashford can come on the bench. They've got pace. I think they can change it up. I think England will win, but I think it'll probably be 1-0, 2-0 England win again. And uh, it's an old favour of mine, but I think if you can get any plus money, if, you, if your book is offering it on England to win to nil, 
I think England, they haven't conceded a goal yet in this championship, yep. England, and I don't think Ukraine are going to going to cause them too many problems. So England to win to nil would be my recommendation. Okay, very good. Uh, on paper, this match between Italy and Belgium, I think, uh, should be an absolute doozy. I think the matchup here is outstanding. Uh, both these teams are really, really good, obviously, but we've had a couple of guys nicked up overall. Um, how, how are you approaching this game? Um, the total, uh, shop around here. I'm seeing two, but other spots have two and a half. Well, I'll take the under two and a half if you can get it, but it's going to be quite low. I'm guessing it'll probably be around minus $2, something like that. Um, the, the Belgium, were, well, a lot of people's fancies to win this tournament. They're a golden generation. This is the time they've really got to perform. But they've had the worst luck possible. Their best two players aren't playing for the game. So Kevin De Bruyne is out. Eden Hazard is out. And they are everything that's creative for, uh, for Belgium. They assist with the majority of goals for Lukaku. Um, Italy have been everyone's favourite side this tournament. Um, a team that's come in with a fantastic uh, a winning role and a winning habit. Once you get into a winning habit, you're going to be very hard to break down. And the one thing they are, they're very, very strong defensively. They haven't conceded a goal in their last 12 internationals, Italy. Um, I think Belgium, without those two players, come with a very different mindset. And I think they'll try to frustrate Italy and take this to extra time and penalties. The nil-nil detector... Um, has been flashing uh, at the moment, and, and I think I think I think under two and a half goals here, or under two goals, uh, with a push on the Asian market. If you get two goals, I think two goals could be the way to go because I think Belgium, without those players, don't don't want to take the game to Italy. And Italy were frustrated by Austria in the in their last game. That was a nil nil draw, and then they won in an extra time. But um, I think I think this will be low scoring. But, but I think something like four of the last six Belgium matches have been under two and a half goals. Uh, and Italy just haven't conceded in 12. So goals and a big, big tournament. I mean, whoever wins this that match will really fancy themselves to get to a final. And I think nerves are going to play a big part in a very evenly matched match. So, um, yeah, it could be a draw in regular time, that one, but low scoring for sure. Okay, and then another match. I know that you're high again on Denmark, and they're catching some plus money in the three-way against uh, the Ukraine, who advanced, you know, surprising a lot of people here. Are you taking that plus money with Denmark? I, I would probably play to place them up, but the trouble is they've got a lot, couple of uh, injury concerns as well, um, and that their, their striker Paulson is a doubt. Uh, obviously, we know they're without their best player, you know, Eriksson in that tragic incident in the in the first match, you know, the awful incident there. But what they've done as a nation, how they've galvanised and put that adversity behind them and got to this stage is phenomenal. Without their best player, I think if the game was played in Denmark, I think Denmark would would win this game. But the game is being played in Baku in Azerbaijan. And geographically, that is the hottest place. I think Spain, Seville has got the hot temperatures as well. But Baku has been extremely hot. And it's, 30, it's going to be about 37, 38 degrees uh, on Saturday. Um, probably about 32, 33 when kickoff time. And I think that means that um, these players could be a bit leggy. Uh, had a lot of tournament football in a quick succession. And again, I think unders could be the bet here. But I, I think Denmark will have enough quality. I think the Czech Republic are... Uh, uh, they're a bit. They're a side that just get in your face, and what they're spoilers. That they're not. They don't really. They've got a goal scoring chick who scored four goals in this tournament. But other than that, they're grinders in midfield. They like to break play up, and uh, I think Denmark have the quality. But Czech Republic will defend for their life. But I've been really disappointed with Czech Republic. I thought England were much better than them, uh, and I thought Scotland should have got something in their two 0 win. But but Czech won two 0 But I think plus money Denmark is is tempting. Uh, but I think under two goals again. I think if you're looking for some angles, play one nil, two nil Denmark, uh, or nil nil. Same with the England game. I don't think we're going to see classics in these quarterfinals because of teams like Czech Republic, Ukraine, and Switzerland. This is their perfect opportunity to get to 
semi-final of a major soccer tournament. No one would have ever expected that to happen. Yeah. And I think they'll go, they have one objective to frustrate. And, uh, and, and I think when the pressure's on the bigger teams to break down a resolute defense, they may struggle. Well said. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, soccer expert, betting journalist, uh, Nigel Seeley. How surprised, we have a couple of minutes left here. How surprised were you the way that the, the France side bowed out, uh, blowing that 3 1 lead late in that match? It goes to then uh, extra time, obviously. And then Mbappe kicked fifth. Did you agree with that decision? No, I don't agree with that decision. I always think you, you put your best players out first. I think, I think you know, it's like the Ryder Cup, isn't it? When you win the Ryder Cup, you put your best, put your best players out first, you get into a lead, and then you, you go. The pressure on him was immense. Uh, for a play like that, um, I think I think it was the wrong decision. Um, I think complacency just come in, Mitch, didn't it? They were three one up, but they, when they got to penalties, they never expected it to be penalties. And their two penalty takers, Griezmann and Benzema, were both substituted. They both went on the yep. pitch. Yep. So that that was just that was just complacency. So and there all there also is this kind of m- moment that the the star man wants to come on and score the goal that sees his team through or saves his team. And there's only certain players who can do it. I've seen over the years, there's been Roberto Baggio, Italy, famous, missed a penalty. Uh, Neymar's missed penalties. But there's only one man who really can do that, and, and that's Ronaldo. <laughs> I think yeah. if anyone's trying to be Ronaldo, I don't think they can do it. The pressure on... Someone said to me once, a, a football player said to me once, a soccer player, he said to me once, if you can imagine walking a plank of wood when you're taking the walk, you can walk the plank of wood when it's on the floor. When you're taking a penalty shootout, you're doing the walk with the plank of wood 300 feet up in the air. That's that's the pressure they feel as they're walking that, that run. And uh, you could see it in the faces of those players. But that was just sheer complacency from France. They thought they'd done it. They thought they won it. They made the substitutions, and it all backfired on them. Yep. I like that analogy uh, analogy a lot. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, we got we have to post this photo for Nigel. You right. put this up on Twitter. How it started. <laughs> how it ended up. Rough day. <laughs> so over here, Nigel, we call it hair of the dog. Uh, are, are you going to have another Stella today to get back on it? Well, I did yesterday. I had a six yesterday just to get, get, get okay. the juice <laughs> but, but, uh, but today, because I, I, I was still bu- I was still buzzing, not only on alcohol, but also on adrenaline. So, and and I, I think I could have just done a whole brewery and I wouldn't have been affected. The adrenaline was kicking in. But today, <laughs> it's rest day. 48 hours on, it's starting, I'm starting to feel it. It's rest day now. There you Big go. Weekend. We've, got to do, we've got to do it all again on Saturday night, Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, you do. Well, good luck uh, to your side then with uh, England going again this weekend and to your bets as well, Nigel. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Take care. Have a great week, guys. Cheers. Yeah, you too. Uh, he's on Twitter, at Sealy underscore Nigel. He is a uh, good lad. Big fan of Nigel's, man. Yeah. And uh, he was, uh, again, he was, <laughs> the tweets a couple of days ago when England played and they won, he's just like, here's another beer. I'm 15, <laughs> we're 15 hours into this thing. Having a good look. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> That's a great pick. <laughs> oh. Updated NBA futures after game six in the West last night. And uh, this current number on Bucks Hawks, they go at it here. Coming up tonight.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.